Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sifflication Conflagration. Here are your two amazing hosts, Nate Bradford and Stephen Ronquillo. Guys, take it away! <laughs> Hello, everybody, and we have a surprise tonight. It's a California-based surprise. Well, yeah. And it would be the mistress of sci-fi herself. The one person that if you try to mansplain sci-fi to her, she has like a two-ton hand she can just smack you without even making an effort. <laughs> That's pretty much true. <laughs> I I I wouldn't I wouldn't even just leave it at sci-fi. I do not think I would try to mansplain anything to our guest tonight. <laughs> well, she's a co-host. She's a co-host, and she's part of the family. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> I have seen it happen on Facebook and it doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you know what I what my um what what my ace in the hole is that I'm an English teacher, so when anyone tries to fence with me, I just bring out that bit of knowledge because I can always find the right <laughs> word. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and well, and before we get started, I seen this picture this week, Vicky. Yeah. It was on the. It was like a stack, and it said the most banned books in oh. in the school. And the first yeah. thing I thought was that was mandatory curriculum for me when I was in high school. Fahrenheit four fifty one, nineteen eighty four. Huckleberry Finn. Nope. Oh, Huckleberry Finn doesn't fit with the woke, all right? And so... uh, Well, that was banned when I was in my 30s, and I'm 50 now. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know... Well, you don't like those books. They make you think. They make you think. (laughs) They make you think. The one, the one that I, I remember having to read in, in high school, I mean, we're we're all about the same age, so a, a big high school one for me was Catcher in the Rye, and they don't, now they don't let kids read that anymore, but... Uh, right, um, that, you know what, they didn't yeah. quite ban that. They didn't quite ban mm-hmm. it, they just kind of let it slip off the list. Right, there's a right. difference between banning a book and like, it's like of mice and men. I love Steinbeck, but we can't teach Steinbeck anymore because somebody, some somebody who knows more than I do, um, branded him a racist, and so he's gone. <clears throat> That's odd so because just, I I can. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I I I can see directly why they would. You know, I don't, I don't see why they would ban it because, again, this uh, we've talked, we've all talked about this before, the whole cancel culture thing. But I can see why they might do away with, uh, with like Huckleberry Finn or something, just because of the N word being yeah. offensive to people. But, but uh, yeah, Steinbeck, I don't, 
I mean, I don't recall. I, I have, you know, I have a degree in English, so I don't recall well, anything go. about him. I don't recall anything about his work being overtly racist. It's not. It's not. It's not. They, it like, let's just take of mice and men. They have right. a, a, a black person, and they call him a name because of his, uh, he got hurt on the job, and so he is permanently um, disabled. And they make him, they don't let him uh, sleep with the other hand. He has his own room, which is really beneficial to him. And he, he, he says why he likes having his own room. Um, and so if you don't read the book and understand the context of what Steinbeck's trying to say, you just look at it surfacely and say, oh, he's a black man and he's been resigned to his own room and they keep him around for charity. Um, then it sounds racist. And then the people that don't read it go, yes. Yes, Steinbeck's a racist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and now Tucker, now Tucker Carlson's yelling about it. What if a black man had his own room? What if he? What? <laughs> I, I can't yeah, even. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even do it. Like I, I follow. I follow my wife around the house all the time doing my Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Tucker Carlson impression. <laughs> what? What? What if a black man applied for the same job as a white man and he got it? Like, like Tucker Carlson <laughs> never makes a point. He just constantly asks questions that he already knows that his answers are racist and sexist and ignorant, but he just wanders around the house. What if? Like, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, he knows that his followers are screaming the answer after him, you know? And they're like, yeah, because, because, because. <laughs> what, if someone, what if someone called Jesus fat? Would that be fat? Would that be fat shaming? Uh, and, and, and if so, are we going to allow that in our churches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. On the opposite end, he went out for forty days and forty nights fasting. What if they called him skinny? Because you can't call somebody skinny anymore either. Say, hey man, you're looking a little skinny there. <gasps> you call me skinny. Oh, Body shaming. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the adjectives. We can't have a world full of adjectives. We don't want color anymore. We want we don't want the rainbow. No matter how much they push that flag on us, they don't really want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you noticed and this is serious in the new Dune, uh Dave Batista's character is just called Raban. Oh, no, I oh, didn't know any. Came, no, yeah. I have been following all of that. They don't call it jihad anymore either. And it's like, yeah. what? What? Oh, holy mm. That's what's in the book. That's what they called it. How dare you change it? Oh, my God. It oh. is a holy oh, war. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's right, a war. that's not even context. That's text. Right. <laughs> Steven, I think you need to Steven, Steven, I think you need to mansplain this to her. I don't I'm not. I'm agreeing with her. I mean and uh I've seen figures of the Baron Harkonnen. Oh 
They cleaned There's him no, up, didn't they? Yeah, the, he doesn't have his scars on face and all of the zits. And people are like, oh, David Lynch added that. No, read the book. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if you read the book, it, why do you think they gave it to David Lynch? These people are so stupid. Oh, they gave it to David Lynch because uh, he was popular. No. He no, he wasn't. I know. <laughs> people forget that he may have gotten nominated for the Elephant Man, but David Lynch didn't become David Lynch until his film that was after Dune, which was Blue Velvet. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Blue Velvet is my... No, go ahead. Blue Velvet, Blue Velvet is my favorite David Lynch film, but I can totally understand why, like, following uh, The Elephant Man, I can totally see why they put him up for Dune. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah. it was a natural, that was a natural progression, for sure. No, you know what? Yeah. No, wait. Watch Eraserhead, please. Then you'll know why yeah, okay. he had Dune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! David Lynch had another movie before Elephant Man. Oh, uh, well, oh, thanks, for and, women, uh, thanks, thanks for women. Thanks for women that. Thanks, thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks for women explaining that yeah. to me, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, Vicky. We, uh, me and the uh, doc, me and him, uh, Nate talked about this. So I want to ask your opinion. The spoilers and the script have said the movie is going to end at the point. Where Paul fights Jarnus in the desert. Oh, to okay. place in the in the in, in in earning his spot. That's where it's going to end before Jessica becomes the Saeed or whatever. Yeah, that's whatever. that's how little of the book they're going to do in this two-hour and thirty-minute movie. Oh wow, that's terrible. We all might die before they finish this movie. And just the first <laughs> book, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, a, um, a meteor coming and going to smash the earth. And <laughs> they probably can't finish the movie before that, right? Yeah. I mean, even in David Lynch's two-hour cut, what I had just mentioned is basically the first 35 to 40 minutes. Of the- yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's well, a movie now, I never get tired of seeing is David Lynch's Dune. I never get tired of seeing it. <laughs> so <yeah>. there, people. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not. Per- I, I was never particularly thrilled about the what the Sci-Fi Channel they did a version of it, right? Oh, was that? I like that one. Yeah, it I was okay, it. but it's decent yeah. um, for. If you watch the special features on that, for me, this is for me. I love the music. I bought the soundtrack. But they had a very limited budget, and they were doing it over in a place where there had been war that ripped apart, you know, um, Sarajevo and all all that area, Bosnia, all that. And they used a lot of the out-of-work actors to give them something to do to give them money for their, their, you know, give them jobs. And so when you listen to all the, everything that went into that production, 
you, I look at it in a completely different way, completely different way, and I really like it. Yeah, that is really and cool. I, I never, I, I never knew anything about that. But the director Vicky said that Connie is not even going to be mentioned or shown in the first part of the movie. Wait, she has to be shown in the first part of the movie because she's in those scenes. Yeah, she's in his dreams. Are they going to cut out his dreams? <laughs> they can't cut out his dreams because that's what makes him the Kuzak Satellite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. See, this is why you, you don't redo these these films every 10 years. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I got HBO Max so I won't be as mad. Right. Same here. <laughs> it's like the Matrix Four. We're making the Matrix Four with Carrie Ann Moss and uh uh Keanu Reeves. Aren't they dead? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> but they died. How can you kill yourself Morpheus. from a Bring giant Morpheus spike back. in the chest? <laughs> Bring Morpheus back. No, he's huh. dead. They're connected. <laughs> Remember the Matrix Online? They killed Morpheus, so they're keeping Morpheus dead, a.k.a. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne staying far away from this. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Well, he's got the other Keanu Reeves movie to do, the awesome John Wick movie. Wick. Yeah. Oh, John Wick, yeah. 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 A.k.a. Don't mess yeah. with my dog. Don't mess <laughs> with my dog. Or my car. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so now we've only got we've only got uh, Vicky for an hour tonight, and it's already fifteen minutes deep. What are, are we going to talk about? One and done, or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, one and done. <laughs> as a definition, I call it. It's movies that are good, or TV shows, or books. Just media that is good. But it's something you're like, okay, I watched it. It wasn't that bad, but I don't see myself ever watching it again. Right. Well, it was your idea, so what do you got? Start it, yeah. start it off at the top. There you go. What yeah. was yours? Start it. Well, start it off at the top. For me, it was, uh, I'm going to go with the album Hot Space by Queen. It was like, oh, but that album has Under Pressure with David Bowie. Yeah, that's a great song. The rest of the album is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But that one song is just so good. And you know, I don't I don't I don't know if you if you if you two have ever heard this story and I don't know if it's true or not, could just be urban legend, but uh David Bowie and and uh uh you know, he recorded his whole portion of that song separate. Like he wasn't there with the band. Right. Like, I, uh, yeah. I yeah, the, yeah. They wrote it together. It was like they was in the same studio in Germany. It was during a uh, Bowie's lost period in Germany. It gave us uh scary monsters and uh super Crete, Berlin and heroes. Right. But yeah, they yeah they did. Nope. Nope. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was yielding my time to you. <laughs> oh, well, just you know, so, like the reason why I have to be gone today is that I had something already scheduled. So sometimes schedules just mess everyone up. Yeah. Especially if you're dealing with like um, studio time and an actor's time or a musician's time when you've already said, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then somebody with some kind of really cool idea comes in and says, hey, I've got this happening. Can you fit it into between here and here? Or I'll try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's the only song that uh, Queen ever did with a different, with another artist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that, but yeah, when I think about it, when I put some thought to it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think when I put some thought to it should be your new your new catchphrase. <laughs> when when I when I put some thought when I put some thought to it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you if 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 you ha- if you start your own podcast, you should call it "When I Put Some Thought to It." Oh, that's awesome! Because I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I might podcast as I drive from California to Washington State. That ought to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm podcasting for while sitting outside on the porch. Yeah, we know because we can hear the 18 wheelers driving by yeah, every seven the minutes. And the birds. <laughs> God, if I was out on my porch right now, I would probably be lit on fire by how hot it is. It's like 101 right now. <laughs> it's big here. It's uh, 76, 74. Oh man. It was 76 this morning at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it's uh it's it's 67 degrees here in Maine, but uh no cicadas. Oh. You guys got yeah. cicadas? You guys you guys got cicadas? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got cockroaches as big as your freaking middle finger. <laughs> you know what I can't wait for Nate. Wait till uh Vicky deals with her first Washington winner. Then we're going to have fun. <laughs> I'm just going to come in and say, hey, Vicky, what do you think of the Washington winner? It's freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It'll be cold, yes, because there's going to be a little snow on the ground, a little sleet, <laughs> lots of rain. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I know my daughter-in-law is really, she's like, it's really cold up there. And I go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? So, I have a, 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 a TV series that they okay, canceled go after the first. Yep. I mean, I really want to watch it. You know, when you, when I read today's podcast theme, I thought about yeah. Things that I don't ever want to watch again, and um, that was like when Chris po- posted war movies. There, I just can't watch war movies anymore. But anyway, after the first viewing, but then I started thinking about the 
the series that Netflix throws out and Prime throws out, they make one one um, season, what they call a season, eight or six um, episodes, right? And then you're like, wow, that's pretty good. When's the next season going to come? Really want to see it again. And then they decide they don't want to make it again. And so I was thinking about October Faction. It took me a long time to watch this show. It was on Netflix for, I don't know, almost a year before I watched it. And then I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. And then Netflix, like, canceled it three weeks after I finished watching the first season. And (laughs) that's that's just like if you're never going to watch it again, right? Because you're never going to watch it again. Yeah, I've never I've never understood that the way that the streaming channels are ADD with their television shows. Yeah, it's like if they don't immediately get a million hits on social media in the buzz as soon as it hits out, it's like oh, it fails. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is that? And and this time of year is really difficult for it because like. So, you know, Abby and I have certain uh, weekly shows that we watch, you know, like The Simpsons and Family Guy and, you know, whatever, you know, like we like we have our, our weekly shows that we watch. But then when the summertime rolls around, all of those shows go off the air for, you know, four or five months. So um, we always wonder, like, what what's the deal? Like we we have every streaming service. Why aren't why aren't they putting out their new seasons on a regular basis? And we were actually looking back through Amazon prime the other day. And Abby was bringing up a bunch of shows that we were really into when they dropped a season of them and we watched the entire season. And then we were like, Oh yeah, that's right. That was a show that we liked. Why did they never bring back another season? You know? Yeah. At least with the network ways, they can say, okay, we're just going to let you do this many episodes. Okay, we got prepared. We can write an ending for this show. But when they say, okay, we want nine shows. Okay, here's the nine shows. Oh, we're going to cancel it after one season. But what about the ending? (laughs) Yeah, what about wrapping up the ending? Why can't we ever have an ending to some of these shows? It's like, it, it's pure capitalism, pure market-based bullshit. I don't know well, if now, I was ever going to make a show for them. I would just have a separately filmed scene of one of the main characters looking up at the guy going, what is that? And then put and the meteor came down and killed everybody. And the, and the meteor came down and killed everybody. <laughs> the meteor came down and killed everybody. Yeah, that way I could guarantee to have an ending to the show. <laughs> right? And everybody would love you for it. <laughs> Remember yeah, how I, angry I, Star Trek fans were with the ending of that uh what was it, Starfleet Academy show? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you could, well Starfleet or Starfleet, Star Trek always had an ending well, not the first, the original, but you know, all the other series had endings, right? Whether you like yeah. them or not. 
they all had endings. And so when when that didn't get an ending, yeah, people were pissed. <laughs> don't want to don't yeah. want to piss off Star Trek people. I mean, they vote with their money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, uh, we don't have an ending, and the show's going to ending. Uh, I know what. <laughs> It's all a hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody made a joke about that. Uh, One of my comedian friends made a joke the other day when uh, I I was talking about uh, TV series that that I that I really love that I think had the best uh, the best pilot episodes and the best finales. And I mentioned Cheers. And one of my friends oh. post, posted a whole, the whole, uh, yeah, Cheers was just a, was just a holodeck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cheers was just a holodeck. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and, and they, they, I mean, they proved their point. They, he, he did show me uh, multiple episodes of, uh, of uh, yeah, Next Generation with uh, people from Cheers. So I guess, yeah. He was right. <laughs> That's funny. Could, could, could be a thing. That is funny. Yeah. Well, and don't forget TV shows were like, uh, let's go Chico and the Man, where after the first season, the main star in it dies. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that's that's something horrible. And um, you don't really look, you know, to happening. It's like um, uh, that 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 um, Spartacus show when um, when the guy from Spartacus, you know, who played Spartacus, got um, leukemia and died. He he died after his treatment, and they're like, oh my goodness! But they replaced him with somebody else. Now Dexter, if you remember that HBO show, oh god, uh, Michael C. Hall, he has <laughs> leukemia also, and uh, they thought it was going to end at like the fourth season because he was very sick, but he got his treatment and he's still alive, so you never know. And they made him a lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, yes, it, people. After the last episode of Dexter, I started singing the lumberjack song from Monty Python out loud. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that uh, the with with the Spartacus show, uh, it was unfortunate that the lead actor passed away. But if I recall. Uh, Anyone can be Spartacus, right? All you have to do is stand up and say it, right? <laughs> right. No, well, that's true. Really and, yeah. and it turned yeah. out good. Yeah, yeah. see, it worked yeah. out. It, it worked out. <laughs> it's because Spartacus used B-movie attitudes. With B-movie attitudes, you can have chains like chains like that, and then we don't care. It's like... <laughs> Like, uh, they'd have, like, China O'Brien 2 with Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> China O'Brien 3 with someone we don't know who she is. But it's a sequel. <laughs> All right. right. She she looks vaguely Asian, so it'll probably work okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, uh, what, what, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, when we were talking about this one and done thing is, um, well, it came we, from, uh, we were, I just want to say this for the record. It came from Abby and you said, my wife is really one and done with movies. She really don't like to watch things over again. Yeah, no, she'll watch a Wes Anderson movie until the, until the, you know, uh, the cows come home. Uh, are the cows yeah, home yet? Yeah, those are interesting. Yeah, those are interesting, yeah. though. I mean, he but, puts everything yeah. into a movie. Yeah, she really likes Wes Anderson because she really likes the, the set design and she really likes the costumes. And, and of course, the movies are, you know, uh, you know, endlessly quirky and enjoyable. But, like... And she'll watch Quentin Tarantino movies because I, as I have to mention once, I think I'm, am I contractually obligated to mention once per episode that Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director because I always mention it whether or not. So, but, uh, but, but like, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like uh, that I really love. And this is, this is what you and I were joking about, Stephen. Uh, uh my my wife is completely and totally over Mystery Science Theater three thousand. She's just like nope. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm there's, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a TV there's a TV station here that just shows Mystery Science Theater three thousand twenty four hours a day, and she'll walk in the living room and be like, nope. <laughs> she's just like she's I like how many her, times uh, her uh, to like Mystery Science Theater three thousand again? Have her watch the film crew stuff. Well, oh no! See now that now that's where we went off the rails again this week. A friend of mine sent me a bunch of DVDs of the film crew and cinematic Titanic, also from obviously the makers. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater. Nope. I, I opened up the box, and as soon as I started pulling stuff out, she was like, that's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys, right? Nope! <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, she she likes it, but she just doesn't understand because, you know, because they obviously, well, w- within recent years, uh, they started uh, doing the, you know, they did a couple more seasons, but... She's just like these are you're you're. She's like you're you're you're. She, she's like you're watching thirty year old episodes of a TV show that you watched thirty years ago. Like what what? <laughs> just <laughs> just stop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, I the Netflix ones were bad. And it's just yeah. one of those where the law of diminishing returns kicked in. It's like you're just doing it because people want it and they want the money and there's none of the fun that was in the first couple of oh, the yeah. Joel years. <laughs> yeah, well, the jokes, they don't – there's only so many times you can use the same joke over and over again, right? And yeah. that's sort of what they do. They use the same jokes over and over again. Maybe it might be a different species or something, but it's the same mm-hmm. damn joke. 
Yeah, one one thing that actually does really bother me about about that as as a stand-up comedian, one thing that really annoys me about all the mystery science theater Netflix, uh, not not tracks, all 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 of their different uh, permutations, uh, they make a lot of fat jokes, and I just think fat jokes are lazy. As a stand-up comedian, I would never make a fat joke. That's just lazy writing, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah, you know, we 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 have so we have so many uh, stop gaps in our society now and you know we've talked about this before in a negative way with like oh cancel culture and and this and that but but you know there are just certain things like so we don't make fun of you know we've all agreed as a society we're not going to make fun of people with uh you know with mental disabilities and we're not going to make fun of people in who are confined to wheelchairs but it's still okay to make fun of people who are overweight like that i i don't agree with it nope yeah, doesn't, I don't doesn't, either. Doesn't, doesn't I don't think work that for me. Your joke, there's a difference between making fun of something and making fun of a person to get a laugh. Okay? I mean, right. like Tucker Carlson, he begs it. He begs it, right? <laughs> and I don't care I don't care whatever happens to him. He can be hit by a bus and walk with a limp or whatever, he's always going to be the butt of jokes because he begs for it. But plenty of people have health issues that are not their fault, so why make them a joke? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's where he's headed. I like and, and just something, and I think this is what cursed the next generation films, and that is they should have waited till about three or four years after the TV show had aired because it was like, yay, it's a next generation movie, but they're putting on episodes that's better on TV. Give us right. a chance to miss your franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because, um, they messed up on that. They had, you know, CBS and Paramount, they just have dollar signs driving them. And so they don't care what they do to their – it's like when you have a really good racehorse and yet all you want is the money, and so you run that horse to death, right? That's what they did to Star Trek. Yeah. And there's a lot of comedians that did that, two big ones, like, let's see, uh, Emo Phillips, Carrot Top, uh, Gallagher. Mm -hmm. They were like one-joke ponies. Right. You know, my favorite has been for years and years, Bill Maher, but he is doing it to himself, too. He needs a break. He needs to get fresh or stop. Yeah, that's fun. That's funny you should mention that because uh, I was just watching uh, the latest episode of of Real Talk with with Bill uh-huh. Maher, and I and I I brought that up to Abby. I was like, man, his act is just getting stale, you know? Like he doesn't yeah. have anything fresh to say. I mean, he doesn't. I, I, I have, you know, he's a- he's angry about the same things every week, and it never ends. And and, yeah. and he's not bringing. He's not bringing anything fresh to the conversation, you know? 
he's yeah. not. He's not, and that's really yeah. a shame too. But yeah. you know, what can you do? I hope when he finally takes a break this summer, which is next week, I think, um, you know, he he reevaluates and comes back with some fresh stuff in September. <laughs> or like August even. Or I- yeah, his his interview, the the last episode, the newest episode, he had the interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they were talking oh, he did? about. Yeah. Oh yeah, my his, god. Yeah, the, okay, because it's on my queue and I haven't watched it yet. Because I was thinking, do I want to get depressed or not? Because usually <laughs> laugh, you know. And the last couple ones were like. Except the one about the teachers, man. I was standing up roaring. Yeah, that's right. You guys <laughs> fuck us all the time. And so anyway. Um, <laughs> so Neil deGrasse it was on there because, because um, you know what happened like um, three years ago? They got into a fight, a verbal um, argument on camera. And so Tyson never came back. Hell. <laughs> oh. No, he well, he was back. He was back on this week's episode. Uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, all of the recently declassified information about uh, UFOs. Oh, so oh that's, cool. So they, yeah, but but they did. They argued again, but it, it, it was a friendly sparring. It wasn't like they oh, weren't okay. yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, oh, it was yeah. a fr- Yeah, yeah, it was a friendly uh, agree to disagree or. Actually, I think Bill Maher was very interested in in what uh, what Tyson had to say about uh, you know what his thoughts were on on UFOs. But you know Neil deGrasse Tyson is always kind of like he's always kind of ambiguous. Like, oh, the universe yeah. is huge, and we can never know what really you know. <laughs> like he he, <laughs> he never has a 100% straight answer, you know. <laughs> I just want to say you know this. Do you think okay. that the nationwide rollout of legalizing marijuana and the, all this information about UFOs, maybe there's something in common? <laughs> oh, you know, you, yeah, they want to placate us. That's what. <laughs> no, it's just that you, you always had that one friend who would toke up and then start going off on, man, UFOs are real, man. You know, <laughs> uh, they would go on a twenty-minute spill on how UFOs are real after they get in good and black zone. Yeah, um, yeah. we're. We're we're uh, we're in our late forties, early fifties, and uh, I'm pretty sure this podcast is your access to that friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty sure I saw a UFO tonight, man. <laughs> I'm Bill Clinton. I uh, may have tried it in my class, but I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck you know, Bill Clinton, um, man! I, ne- I, I the... never exhaled. Okay, <laughs> 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 right, yeah. Um, that that show that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did, uh, Cosmos. I can't watch yep. that again. You know how much I love space and everything about the planets, and I watch all kinds of science all the time. But I can't watch that show again. I saw it once, and it's like, 
Well, it's way below my brain, and I can't put my brain down there anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would, uh, I would one hundred percent, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Abby and I watched it week by week when it was on. We enjoyed it, uh-huh. and uh, and and it was, yeah, it was a really fun show. But uh, like, you know, like Abby is a scientist. You know, uh, we have a saying around our house. (laughs) We have a saying around our house. I I have an English degree. You do the math. (laughs) 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 But I'm like, yeah, that's all. All that shit goes right over my head. But again, I am a big, uh, I guess my my interest in uh, science to that degree has more to do with, yeah, I am interested in UFOs and life on other planets and, and stuff like that. So I do have an interest in it, but I don't have the real like scientific capacity to understand how it might or might not work. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You I, haven't I, I, not me. I'm, I'm like, Vicky's Abby, crossed I know that into the art. Yeah. Vicky has yeah, crossed her toe over to Art Bell territory. You haven't got that far yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I oh no. Oh, yeah. Cosmos yeah. was like for children. <laughs> That's, I was just like, yeah. well, okay. He's talking to the little kids today, and <laughs> I'm kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for me, even that was, like, uh, too dumbed down for me. Like, uh no, Stephen. I don't know you. Like you said, uh, I don't know which one of you, w- w- which one of us you said was over in Art Bell territory. But yeah, that's yeah, that's where I that's where I've uh, resided uh, as far as it comes oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah out, <laughs> outer space and and yeah, uh, Art, I like Bell, Art Bell. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, love him. Yeah. Um, even though his ghost, I think his ghost comes and floats around my house every once in a while. He's like, "You're still a believer, right?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I like to text Bob Lazar every once in a while and just ask him if the, you know, yeah. any any uh, anything going on in the backyard, Bob? I just need to know. <laughs> <laughs> every time Bob Lazar comes out with a new film, I watch it. I watch it the day Prime puts it on. I'm like Bob Lazar, I'm watching. I might not watch it again, but I'm watching it now. What and done. What and done, Bob Lazar. What what new yeah. evidence do you have? Right. Please give me new evidence. If Bob Lazar had a podcast, it should be called Area 52. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, ah, you know. Hey, Bob, I believe you, okay? Keep yourself hidden. I don't want a conspiracy guy to get you, okay? You're listening. I believe you. I've seen shit. <laughs> But there's some of the books that I'm glad that they're telling kids that are banned, like uh, 1984 and stuff, because maybe if they if they're told these are forbidden, they'll actually read them of their own volition. Oh, you think? I don't think that's going to happen. I said I hope. Our generation was like that. They're like, you know, uh, uh, George Carlin said it's the best that these like. You don't want to read those. Those are bad books. Those are bad mm-hmm. words. You don't want to read them. 
And we were like, ooh, they're forbidden? They're bad? We want to read that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, these kids uh, these days, they, they do 10-minute chunks, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Fast food. T- three and a half yeah. minutes. Fast food digestion. <laughs> it's like. Yes. Yeah, well, Stephen, you and I have talked about this before, um, how the a lot of how you and I got into the movies that we're into, it was because we were told, oh, can't watch Clockwork Orange, can't watch Last House on the Left, can't watch Solo, those are... Those movies are not for not for kids, and so you and I were well, like, well, we'll, Orange, we'll just see about I that. Because I was on a Kubrick kick, I didn't even know any of the history about it. It's before I got a hold of why, you know. And right, last time I was on the left, right. I watched because it said, from the director of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, ooh, I like The Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe this is good. <laughs> Yeah, the first yeah. time I ever watched either one of those, it was just because uh, I had the opportunity and I didn't know any of the background. Right. Yeah, when I was I, young, I, made... I liked the Clockwork Orange, but now that I'm older, I wanted the book. I want the book, and I, I wish Kubrick would have put the book ending, which was Alex just grew up and grew out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's not Hollywood for you. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that about how uh, you you said you watched Last House on the Left because it said from the director of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I I am so desperately waiting for the day that my mom watches uh, Dead Alive because the new DVD version, say, from the director of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't wait till she brings that DVD home. Oh, I yeah. love those Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, another uh, one that's one and done, but they did it, it. It was so perfect that I couldn't see a second season or a second group of shows coming out of it is The Prisoner. That was about oh, yeah. eight episodes, and it was just. Mm-hmm. One of those perfect series that was just, you just watch those eight episodes and boom. You got a great TV series. Mm-hmm. You got a great ending. Yeah. I agree. Why I agree. can't they, uh, why can't people try for that rather than, uh, oh, I'm going to make this big sweeping epic. Cool. <laughs> and it's going to last four films or about 10 years worth of shows. Uh, well, people want job security. That's why. Yeah. Now, now, what about here's a, here's an interesting uh, here's something interesting. I'll pause it. Um, uh, he, how about uh, TV series that should have been one and done? Like, for instance, I think the first season of Heroes was perfect. If they had just ended it, even though it does kind of end on a on a you know a cliff you know cliffhanger but not necessarily you could draw your own conclusions but what about what about shows like that do you think there are shows that should have just been one season that went on longer that yeah you know like uh, yeah one like the season. naked gun 
police squad. There's only not four yeah. episodes for it, but imagine it, as funny as it is, and it is funny, imagine if they try to stretch that out for more than one season. Right. 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 Look how quick the movies got stale. Right. Yeah. Right. Reno 911. That was funny the first season. That was really funny mm. the first season. And then not so much. Yeah, there that's a nut like I said I don't know what I I don't I don't know where cuz we 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 all live in just different parts of the country but uh up here we have an like I said we have a TV station that shows uh, Mystery Science Theater, 24 hours a day. We have another station up here that shows Reno 911 at least 12 hours a day. And oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll flip through it and be like, no. I mean, I like I. I guess I guess my thing is, uh, again, as a comedian and as someone who enjoys comedy, like there are a lot of comedians who I really love, but then when they get into when they fall into a hole like that, where it's like, Oh, this is the TV show I'm on now. This is what I do for a living. Uh, you know, I, I kind of lose interest, you know? Uh, and, yeah. and that's, that's not, yeah, it, that's not their I fault. Forget it's just like, said you know. it. I think it was Rita Rudner. He said the problem with the late eighties and comedy is comedians stop telling jokes and they they spent their entire act trying to pitch TV shows. Yeah, and, they, and yeah, they want to play characters, and I get that. It's job security, you know. I I understand that as a comedian, but like I've never really had any interest in starring in a TV show. I I, I would love to write for a TV show if I had the opportunity, and I have written some jokes here and there for some of some TV shows, but I've never like been in a full on writer's room where I got to, you know, pitch a whole script or anything, but I've, I've, I've got some jokes out there in, in some TV shows that uh, we all know and love, but <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tug my own horn. Well, actually I am, but that's going to be after the show's over. <laughs> well, look at Saturday Night Live. When it started out, it was a bunch of comedians doing comedy, trying to make us laugh. And then Lorne Michael took over in the 90s. It became pitches for TV shows. Yeah. Movies. Mm -hmm. He just said, we got to create the next movie. We got to create the next movie. Create a character so we can make a movie out of it. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was pretty bad. I remember when I stopped watching Saturday Night Live. It had a lot to do with being a young mom and all of that, too. I was just tired. I couldn't stay up that late. And so it just dropped out of my consciousness, right? I just totally forgot about it. And then years later, when I could stay up that late, you know, because I wasn't dead tired all all the time, I'm like, this is still on? <laughs> and I've never, I've tried to watch it, and I just can't. It just doesn't have the same anything like it, like it did in. I mean, I'm from. I saw the original series with all the original comedians, and we used to make 
certain that we had smoked enough pot to, um, and you can hear by my vernacular how old I am, that we were high mm-hmm. enough to watch that show at 1130 on a Saturday uh, night. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Abby and I. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say Abby and I still watch it every week, but that's more because, you know, just because, like I said, I, you know, as a stand-up comedian and as someone who writes comedy, like that, even at this point in my life, I, I, that would be my dream job. If I could be a writer on Saturday Night Live, that would be, I, I would love every second of that. But, um, but yeah, uh, uh, I, I like, we make a lot of jokes because a lot of, when, when we're, we watch it on Sunday Sunday mornings. We don't stay up late on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, oh, we watch, okay. yeah. 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 We watch it Sunday mornings while we're eating breakfast. And, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, that one of the ongoing jokes is we're just like, okay, like who is this guest? Who's the host? I don't, I've never heard of this guy or who's this musical guest? Don't know. Like, you know, we're, right. uh, you know, not 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 goofing on you, but we're old. We're all old. <laughs> like it's yeah. not the same. Yeah. It's, it's not the same as it was when we were young. You know. Well, like, back then they would like, take chances. Like uh, when they got that skinny black guy from Minneapolis who didn't even have a hit at the time, <laughs> and right. let him go right. on stage and just blew everybody away. Right. They made a star of him. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. going to, because I have to go really soon, I'm going to mention this just because of, um, I'm thinking about a, a show that not, it shouldn't have ended at the first season, and I love science fiction, but there are many shows in science fiction they just do wrong, and this was done right for a while, but then they lost their way, and I don't know why they kept getting money for another season, another season. I think they had seven or eight seasons, and that was the the hundred about a bunch of teenagers yeah. who are sent down from the dying space station back to Earth, and it's really interesting at first. There's all these different things going on, and there are pockets of humans all over the place. But, man... <laughs> They they just kept going and going because somebody kept giving them money and money and money. And then the ideas just got too out there. They just too much, too much, too much, too much. And so that should have ended like season five. Well, well, to quote Harlan Ellison, there's a reason why they used to call the book of where a series is headed, a Bible, because you need to follow it religiously or everything will get screwed up. That's The Walking Dead, too. I, I'm so done with zombies. Ugh, I don't ever want to watch another zombie movie ever again. I'm <laughs> done with that, that goes into yeah. shows that stayed on too long. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. One one that I, I would say uh, could have been a one and done Lost. I love Lost. I, I've, I've watched the series more yeah. than once, but but oh man, like, come on. Yep, I didn't need exactly. 
Yeah, and Walking Dead, I agree with 100%. I haven't even watched the last three seasons of The Walking Dead. I have all I the comic either. books, but but yeah, the last few seasons. And even so, the comic uh, book screwed it up with the landing. Yeah, well, I mean, but at least you get the person who actually wrote it and created it working his way through the through the story. Yeah. So so look, uh Vicky's got to get going. Uh you yeah. have anything yeah. that you any anything you want to uh uh pimp or promote while you're on the air with us? Um Stephen and I are in the talks of doing a show next week. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but please be on that show with us, Nate, okay? All right. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea yeah. what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> and also, I got to work around my, my little granddaughters and everything. So That's not work. Making. That's pleasure. I'm glad you got those things. Got yeah. them with you yeah. finally. Yeah, but they're going to be leaving. Oh, okay, we're not talking about that. Okay, and then I'm probably going to pack up my house and leave, and I don't know what. Uh, okay, whoo! That's too much for now. Thanks for No, you needed this change forever. That's the only thing that me and Carl really agreed with the entire time is you needed to get your tukas out of California. So when me and Carl <laughs> agree 200% on something, that's something big. <laughs> That is a big deal. That is a big deal. deal. (laughs) Seems like a big deal to me too. Well, I'll be contemplating that as I drive over to interview this young man who thinks he wants to be our um, lead actor. Um, Yeah, I was I I was going to ask you about that real quick. I know you got to go, but you said you had some interviews, so you're is it casting or you're yeah you're yeah what are are you doing? Are you going to try to get Brad Pitt again? Uh, I wish. I wish he's begged to be in a movie, but she's not. He she says he's not right for the role. He's just a little too old, (laughs) but he's handsome enough. uh, okay, um, my son and I, we, I have a production company, a film production company, uh, a yes. com- uh, film producing company and production company. They're like separate things. So anyway, um, just as COVID hit last year, we had interviewed for our actors and we hired, we hired three. Well, not hired. It has to be a volunteer thing because we have no money. And but we're talking to a producer on the weekend, so we'll see what happens. So anyway, um, uh, COVID hit. We lost our lead actor. We've tried to persuade him to come back, but he had had some surgery and had some other things, so he's not really wanting to come back right now. So we're interviewing. This will be our second interview of the second actor for our lead character, our lead male. We have a great lead female. And we have another actor who is fantastic, who is going to play the dead professor. So, mm-hmm. so can, can you have, can you mention what, can you mention the name of the film, or are you still oh, keeping it under Lake. wraps? Yeah, it's called Lake. Oh, just oh, okay. And it's got cool. It's a it's a science fiction horror fantasy. How's that? Yeah. I wanted to play the wacky southern sheriff, and she's like, it's not even going to be in the south. 
<laughs> We're going to write a part uh, for you, Stephen. <laughs> oh, but nothing for old Nate over here, I guess. Oh, Nate, we need lots of love. We have a wacky neighbor that we need. How about that? <laughs> can, can I do like a creamer where I like slide in the door with my hair all spiced up? No, and, because like... of how no, you can't be creamer because how creamer ended his comedy career. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't Kramer it up. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm. Wait, wait. Now I have a quick question. This is a quick question. Am yeah. I allowed to say the N word? And wait, no. now wait. No. Wait, I... now wait. Yeah. What if I? What if I'm racist? Oh yeah. Let me tell you. For two weeks, because we put on our casting call paper. We only wanted to interview people who had been vaccinated. The anti-vaxxers came after me like a freaking tsunami. They're, oh, they're discriminating against us. And I'm like, who are you? We're the healthy people. We don't get sick. We don't need a vaccination. And I'm going to get my lawyer after you because you're discriminating. I go to volunteer yeah. you stupid girl. And you know what you should have told her? What? You should have gave her your proper name, the proper name of the movie, and every bit of info that she could so when she posted all over the place, you would have all that free publicity <laughs> from her complaining. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. There's, yeah. Yeah. There, there, man. Yeah, there is so much crazy there there there's so much crazy stuff going on at my work right now because uh now here in Maine if you're fully vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask anymore and I'm fully right. vaccinated be, because you know science um Right. Because of science. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, science. But but yeah, you go you go into places now and uh, like I still wear a mask sometimes when I go into places just out of courtesy because I'm not sure that everyone else is fully vaccinated. I don't trust exactly. the, the the honor system. So I still I wear a mask either. sometimes. And, 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 people, people. And, pe- and people will get all up in your shit. Yeah. Like, why are you wearing a mask? Aren't you vaccinated? I'm like, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Do I need to show you my card? The hell, you know, like, yeah, but yeah if people... People are really angry about, like, when you went. First of all, people were angry. It's so funny. The other, first, people were angry when oh, you shit. didn't wear a mask. Now people are angry when you do wear a mask. <laughs> I know. It's just you can't win. You cannot win. But um, right. thanks, you guys. And um, I got to go. I'm late already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. run. Um, run. Okay. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Happy Bye. show. Bye. Rest of your show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah. In a way, I wish really... I wasn't. Yeah. In a way, I wish I was vaccinated because it's really going to put a crimp in my bank robbing career. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't wear a mask anymore. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it was so easy you. robbing that's banks when I had the mask on all the time. Because everybody looked the same. You could just yeah, walk right? down the street and they'd be like, somebody <laughs> robbed the bank, he was wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. 
<laughs> right? Uh, yeah. No, it, it yeah, has been I, really. I, yeah. Yeah. I was speaking of one and done. I've seen comedians uh, do that with their comedy albums. They put out a comedy album and they have a big hit from it. You know, it's a big hit. Yep. So they just keep yep. doing the same jokes over and over again. Remember, that's one of the reasons why Dave Chappelle went crazy and quit his show. Because yep. uh, he was going out live and doing his performances and everybody was like, come on, man. We want to see the same crap that we see on the show. We don't want to hear your new jokes. Yeah, that that is a weird... It is a weird thing, uh, like, uh, I can speak to that as a stand-up comedian. It's a weird thing, like, you rehearse a set over and over and over again alone in your bedroom in front of the mirror with a friggin', you know, ha- you know, hairbrush in front of you as pretending it's your microphone, saying, you know, you're doing it over and over again. You go out, you start doing it, you're nailing it night after night after night everyone's loving it and then all of a sudden you get to a point where people are like seen it heard it don't care write some new shit yeah and then you risk the chance of alienating the audience that like you hearing you say the same crap over and over again Jeff Foxworthy (laughs) yeah right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might only have no. one joke if you have like two hundred punchlines <laughs> to the same joke. <laughs> you you might be a hack comedian if you only have one joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I, but no, I mean you know we we all do go out and write. Uh, you know we all write new jokes and we try new jokes, but. Uh, yeah, be, you know, part of being a comedian really is, uh, y- you know, all, all the all the comedy specials that we see where you've got someone with an hour's worth of material, like, a- as a comedian, I can tell you, we work that shit out five minutes at a time, you know, yeah. like when some when someone says you got five minutes, yeah, you got eight minutes, yeah, you got 12 minutes, you got, you know, like, y- you work your way up to that before you have a full hour's worth of material that you can flow through, you know? Yeah. So, And how many times have you had a joke that is one and done? Not a bad joke. It's just a joke that wasn't as funny as you thought it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, last, last week I did a stand-up show where I tried... Uh, I tried to throw out a joke about George Washington Carver inventing the peanut, and uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't go over well. That would make <laughs> yeah, but that would mean you had to assume your audience knew who the heck George Washington Carver was, and that's the dangerous part nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you gotta walk yes, out and thank say, you. "How stupid is my audience?" Please let me get the yes. smart one. Please let me get the smart one. No. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I appreciate that because uh, I really did like. I I don't know. I, I'm kind of bad uh, when it comes to doing stand up uh, in the in the 
sense that uh, no matter how big the room is and no matter how many years I've been doing this and no matter how many professional comedians that I've interacted with, they always say, you know, play, play to the back of the room. Look, look towards the back of the room send your jokes back there to the to the cheap seats you know but i'm so bad just because i'm kind of uh introverted anyway i always kind of look at the front row and yeah i kind of got i, I kind of got thrown off by the front row because when i threw out george washington carver i could immediately see that nobody knew who he was so already my joke was tanking but the the further I tried to dig into it, I started to get the flop sweat because I felt like, uh-oh. Yeah. Did you this, ever this, this, uh, watch uh, uh, that that comedy show that BET did where they just have random comedians, black comedians, just come up on stage and like a contest, you know, their contest where they'd have like no, random comedians? No, I, I don't think I ever saw it. No. Well, what it was is you would they would say, okay, you're going up, you're going to be on national TV, you're going to be in a full audience that are drunk, and you got to try out your best five minutes, and if you flop, <laughs> you will be kicked off the stage. Right. <laughs> I've seen some guys just come out and just play the audience like uh, guitar, you know, and it was beautiful. But then you would see guys go out there and die. Yeah. I mean, real literally flop sweat. Yeah, this this, uh, show last week was definitely, I mean, I've been doing stand-up comedy for a long time, and this was only the second time in in all the years I've been doing stand-up comedy that I really felt like I, I... like yeah i bombed i bombed hard and and i i do think it did have something to do with that like i said when i started going off on the george washington carver bit and nobody knew who he was i i literally started to feel like i was racist because i was talking about you know that black guy who invented the peanut (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah, it's like uh well, to get that back to the subject, the Zazz Brothers. When Airplane come out, and it still is hilarious. It's fresh. It was unique. And you got a police squad film, which is good, top secret. And then they kept doing the same joke ever with sequels. And to me, that's what killed them is when they started doing the hot shot part two, hot shot part three, the two naked gun sequels. Talk about one and done. Uh, yeah, the the you mentioned before the the first season of Police Squad, which is only what I think six episodes, and then yeah, then they did naked, then they did Naked Gun. Perfect. Those other Naked Gun movies, unnecessary. Airplane well, is a great I, movie. Yeah. Airplane 2 sucked, but that wasn't them. Well, exactly. And that's what I was going to say is uh, 
they they kind of spiraled out. Like, didn't they? They did the first scary movie, right? No, that was the Wayans and, brothers. But I I think I think uh, the Zucker they brothers took over after three when Wesley Nelson became the president and he kept doing his same old joke where he kept farting all did his with the fart toy he always carried with him. Right. Yeah. I don't really remember much like like I, I mean, said, how, for those yeah. For those movies how I just kinda to look up. at Wesley Nielsen in his comedies which and then going back to creep show. <laughs> yeah, like uh yeah, he he was a he was a dramatic actor for years before he ever got into comedy. I don't know why the uh why the Zucker brothers like I, they I don't know, maybe he auditioned for the role and they saw something in him, that, but it was yeah. because of that. It was like that was different. We got this serious straight-faced actor saying these silly things you yeah, know back right? when they had original ideas uh i'm not i'm not familiar with the uh uh with the concept of original ideas do they do they do they still make those anymore are, are there <laughs> no they want to make stories? franchises they want to make every movie a mcdonald's or a shared mm-hmm. universe if there's anything yes. that's come out of this decade that I think should have been one and done, it's the idea of a shared universe. Yes. Actually, when you and I talked about this yesterday and we were uh, thinking about things that, you know, to discuss for tonight's show. Uh, yeah. As much as I think, the majority of the films were really well done and really amazing. I don't ever need to watch all 30 of those fucking Marvel movies again, just to see Thanos get, you know, <laughs> get, get defeated at the end. I no, uh, one yeah. and done for each, for each of those movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I, I, I they started out as unique because it was before, Iron Man, all we got for comic book movies was Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Ray, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, yay. And not only that, but they every every friggin' time it was like a trilogy and then they would reboot the same trilogy. It's like how many times do I need to see Spider-Man's parents get killed before I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. got it. How many times, you know? How many times do I need to see Uncle Ben get killed before I'm like, got it? Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I, and, and I, and yeah, I'm a comic book nerd. With, uh, so, yeah. yeah, even with Joker, which I loved, I'm like, please don't let this movie end with Batman's parents go get killed. Please don't let this movie. <laughs> yeah. Bitch again. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And, and, and I, I mean, I, I don't even get it on any level, really. It's like as a comic book nerd, I've already seen, I've already seen, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered a thousand times yeah. on paper. 
You know, I've already seen Uncle Ben get murdered a thousand times on paper. Now, when we get the movies, I only need to see it the first time. I don't need to see it in every subsequent version of the movie, you know? Like, we all know. Like, I I guess maybe we don't all know. I guess maybe that they're, maybe they're, you know, kowtowing to people who aren't necessarily comic book nerds, but, you know. Yeah, if you play to the stupid fans, you're going to lose your loyal fans. Exactly. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's good. I never really I I mean, I I thought about it in that way, but I've never said it that way, but you're right. Yeah, yeah people who are yeah, people already know, already know, you know. Like in the first Avengers movies, which is the best one, when they showed Hawkeye for the first time, did they explain who he was? No, no, no. He was just there. They, yeah, they expected you to like, okay, you know who this is. We don't have to explain it. Right? Yeah, Ed. It's like, you know, my wife is not a comic book fan, but she'll she'll watch those Avengers movies or she'll watch any of those Marvel movies and she gets into it but she but she is coming in from a point of she's not a comic book nerd, she's not interested in stuff but she can still get into it like you're saying just being introduced to a new character she's like all right what's this dude all about it's like well the movie's going to tell you you know you don't need to know the comic yeah. books or, or 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 you know and you know, I mean, I as a comic nerd, as you know, I knew where that whole series of films was going to end up. I didn't realize how many films it was going to take to get there, but I knew where it was going to end. And you know, she knew nothing about it, and she appreciated it uh, and had fun with it. But again, like I said. Just 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 a couple of days ago, I got a, a, a pop up on Facebook that was like, hey, you can buy all 32 Marvel movies for twenty nine ninety nine. And I was like, "Nope, one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to watch them ever well, again. I ar- already did it to your favorite director. Look at the core Tarantino verse film. If you get how every character is connected. Cool. But if you don't, cool. <laughs> you're real. I mean, right? really, you're not really missing anything except for some cool little background information. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm assuming that you're talking about uh, the the Von Schaft family, or. Yeah, well, just all this, the Von Schaff family, how Alabama from True Romance is connected to Mr. White from uh, Reservoir Dogs, uh, the Vega brothers from Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, uh, how uh, True uh, True Romance is connected to Inglorious Bastards. Right. Yeah. But, but if, if, if we're so... So you're saying like one and done, I don't need to watch all these movies again just to 
connect to do to do the yeah. to do the math. You, yeah, you, you don't have to do the math. It's like okay, now he's dropped again. Like you said, he'll be back. But yeah, he. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. He's got a more expensive microphone set up, and I've only got this twenty dollar cheap piece of poop. And he's the one that drops out. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Keith Hayes, for giving me the proper way to buy a microphone. But, yeah, what I'm trying to say is how to create a universe without having to explain how every little tiny thing is connected in every little film. Maybe he got lost. Maybe he's wandering out in the woods of Maine somewhere. Who knows? Maybe we'll not get an answer. when I'm just about to make a point. It, it happens every friggin' time. I I told you this new computer I got. I got yeah. all this fancy it I got all this you. fancy <laughs> I got all this I, I got all this fancy equipment for our fucking uh podcast and my computer and keeps kicking me do. off. Yeah. And, me, and it I always got... happens yeah, and me, I got the, a computer that my dad bought a year before he passed away. God rest his soul, and he never used much. And the microphone mm-hmm. that I paid twenty dollars at Walmart. <laughs> right? But, yeah. And what What was the point you was going to make? Well, I I was saying uh, when because we were talking about the one and done, and you were you were saying about. Uh, the inter the yeah, interconnected how to create, uh, yeah how to create a universe yeah. where you don't need to watch yeah. every film to see every little dot connected right like but uh, what, but, into the woods that musical if you know right. all the stories that are behind the fairy tale characters you'll get a lot more out of it don't yeah. need to Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but the I was I was bringing it back to the one and done where I said, uh, you know, again, as I am contractually obligated to mention Quentin Tarantino at least once uh, an episode, uh, a movie of his that I would never have to watch again. One and done. Uh, yeah. Death proof. Don't care. I get that it has some four rooms. Yeah, it has some. Yeah, four rooms. Yeah, yeah. No, there. Yeah, like, and of course, uh, I own copies of all of that stuff. And and that's the thing. Like, I I've been very selective about the the uh, 
physical media that I collect nowadays, you know, um, because we have so many, uh, you know, like there, there are so many streaming sites that, 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 uh, Abby and I subscribe to. I don't worry so much about physical media, but I do make sure that I keep, and I know you do as well. Uh, we yeah. collect the, the, the physical media that we want to make sure we always have access to. And, uh, and so I do, I, I do collect yeah. all the Quentin Tarantino stuff, but, uh, I think I still have a copy of death proof on my shelf that I, that still has the plastic on it. I don't even <laughs> think I've ever opened. <laughs> well, it has the longer version on it because, uh, the biggest mistake that Tarantino made is if you're making a movie with 20 missing minutes, you don't have to film <laughs> the 20 missing minutes. I mean, I've yep. seen that happen many times. It's like, oh, I'm not filming this scene. It's supposed to be missing in the movie, but I'm going to film it anyway. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's, like, movies like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, or the big action stars of the 80s. They would have, like, a movie out a year. But after a while, even if you love all their movies, you're like, I don't have to see every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, I look back. I look back on it now, and... It's actually funny you mentioned that because I just watched Predator the other day and uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Predator is a ridiculous over-the-top action film, which probably should have been on my one-and-done list. Like, yep, watched it when I was 13, didn't ever need to watch it again. Um, but Bill yeah, it, it's yep, Bill Duke, uh, Shane Black, uh, I mean... The first yeah. one is just fun, and it always will be fun. But the second one, putting it in a city. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of which, uh, have you seen that the new friggin' uh, Evil Dead movie? Oh, gosh. Oh, Evil Dead High Rise. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like... It's basically Friday the 13th, Part 9, Jason Takes Manhattan, right? I mean, that's basically well, where we're no, at. Well, no, I at was this thinking point. more it's J.G. Ballard's High Rise with Deadites in it. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that, it, yeah. Yeah, it, or yeah, that could. It's, or it's going to be a ripoff of Demons, too. Right, right. It could. It could also uh, reference. Uh, the raid, or uh, yeah, uh, a, or, or, or snow, snow. What, what's the the tr- the train one? I'm snow chaser. What's it called? Snow piercer. Yeah, yeah. It you know. I mean, it 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 will. It might still have that same. Like I said, like uh, raid or snow piercer, or yeah, you know, you have to fight your way uh, all the way up to the top of the building to get to the 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 main bad guy or something like i i don't know yeah. it looks it looks ridiculous to me yeah. i mean it'll be as good as Fetty alvarez's remake 
No, I no, I I, I actually really like that. Uh, but yeah, if but 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 we're going again with one and done, <clears throat> and that actually brings me back around to uh, something else. Uh, well, I can put demons we were... on that list because there's like demons and demons too, not counting the sequels that are just other movies. You can watch either Demons or Demons 2, and you won't miss any really connections besides they got demons in them. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. That's uh, I guess that's kind of like uh, Troll and Troll 2. Those two movies don't really have anything in common. You can watch either one. And, yeah, but uh, I'm talking, you know, it's like, oh, there's a second Demons? And then you're like, what does this have to do with the first one? It's got demons in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're good. Um, Both good, but you know what I mean. You yeah. can watch one of them and be done with the series if you don't like it. Right. Right. Well, here's a movie that I thought about earlier that was like a one and done because I just can't do it anymore. And Again, as a fan of Quentin Tarantino, I always give Eli Roth uh I always give Eli Roth a little bit of a pass. Uh, I always give Robert uh Rodriguez a little bit of a pass because the three of them all work together and I'm always intrigued, but man, uh talk about a one and done that did not need sequels and I did not even ever want to watch the first one again, Hostile. And I don't know, man. You know me. I have a strong stomach. I've sat through a lot of, I've sat through a lot of horror movies in my life, and yeah, I, 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 I can't. I, I can never watch Hostel again. I, I watched each of the Hostel that I loved. Yeah. Takashi Miyake, Takashi Miyake's cameo. That was the best part of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> right. He just walked the movie for right? no reason. He said, "You could spend all your money there," and then he just banned it <laughs> <into> the movie. <laughs> You're like, right? Yeah, what's he doing there? All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I the, like like for someone who has a really strong stomach for terror, you know, horror movies and like terror-filled situations like i don't know man that uh, like one and done for hostile i i actually have a copy of it sitting on my shelf right now that i have only watched one time and that was nine years ago it just sits there collecting dust it's yeah it's too disturbing to me and a serbian film they each have a point they're trying to say Hostile exactly and is, I, yeah. don't go to a foreign country they'll try to kill you <laughs> right yeah I, I I think you're right I think there's something to that that there is like uh, because obviously well you and I were just talking about a Serbian film yesterday or the day before and uh, Solo obviously we talk about quite frequently um, yeah yeah the, those are films that actually make a point they're not just like and i I hate to 
I hate to throw around the term torture porn just as much as when we were talking with Vicky earlier. I hate to throw around cancel culture, you know, like those are just terms that, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, the first hostile movie is straight up just torture porn. Well, there's, those there's, are like, there's, uh, to me, those type films, except for the ones that actually try to put a story in it, are like, oh, we just discovered gore effects, so we're going to put them in a movie. Yeah, right? Like, uh, compare a movie like Hostile to uh, In a Glass Cage. Uh, you know, like in a glass cage is definitely, definitely could be considered torture porn, but it's not just like gore driven there. Again, yeah. there's a story there. There's a, there's a psychological. If I'm going to compare a, hostile to anything, it's going to be like Fulci's gates of hell. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. You know, no plot, bunch of gore. But we weren't stupid enough to try to call them torture porn or some kind of <laughs> put them on a grandiose pedestal they don't belong. There were just red meat <laughs> movies, as Joe Bob put it. Right. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Fulci, Fulci was definitely. I mean, we all know Fulci was a precursor to, uh, you know, to some of the stuff that. Uh, Argento and Romero did. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure that Fulci. A lot of the films that he made, he was a gun for hire. So I'm not quite sure yeah. that he had the. Not sure that he had the same like political. Uh, oh no! You know, you're gonna watch, you know, you're gonna watch yeah. a lot of gore and something fun. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh well of course you know uh you know Sean Timms. He was uh was and still is the editor over on our uh our website over at our massive. Uh yeah, he and I uh still watch Fulci films together and not for the yeah, not for any political context or anything like that. We just like to watch a Fulci film because sometimes it's just cool to see a splinter go through an eyeball or uh <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean Dawn of the Dead is the better film, but a Fulci zombie is the one I've seen more. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, uh I mean Again, two more films that I have. I actually have Zombie on VHS. You know I collect uh, VHS, and Zombie is one that I have. Uh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, I have a nice uh, Blu-ray box set version of it, which is yeah. awesome. But, uh, but you know, but no, uh, Zombie I have on VHS, and I still, I still watch it. That's a great flick. Yeah. 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 They were made to play well in a rowdy audience, and that's all they are. They didn't try to take themselves seriously like Hostel did. It tries to take itself too seriously. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, I I think uh, and and again, like rewinding, you know, I I do uh, I do watch a lot of. E- I watch Eli Roth's films, but I don't 
own any, any of them. Uh, they all, pretty much everything in his, uh, you know, catalog would be a one and done for me. And I do think a big part of that is because he doesn't have a sense of humor at all. Like, no, you know, uh, it's like when, uh, when watching uh, some of the late period George Carlin where he got too serious at the end of his sets. Yeah. Or like the late, like the late Lenny Bruce, when all he did was read his court papers on stage or, yeah. or stuff, you know? Yeah. But you know, the, the thing that annoys me about, about that, as far as the Eli Roth thing is concerned is like I said, he's friends. He's, he, he's in that same triad with Quentin Tarantino and, and Robert Rodriguez, those guys are all friends, but Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, they have a sense of humor. Eli Roth, I, I'm I'm sure that he has a sense of humor. I mean, he started he started his career working with Troma, so he yeah, has a the sense of humor. Fruits. If you get the right. DVD of the Lionsgate and those Rotten Fruits cartoons that he did are freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like he had. He had a sense of humor, but then he pushed, uh, he pushed into the, uh, you know, that, I mean, like a extreme horror genre. And I, I don't know. Again, this is a weird, this is a weird nebulous territory for me because I've always been a fan of horror, but no, there are the best so many. Extreme horrors were e- either had a pump, point. Either to have fun, like uh, the gore films of the 80s or the Fulci films, or just something that just tried to be wild, like uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man and things like that. Yeah, I guess, and it just seems like, I mean, this is going to make me... Princess what? I was talking to Princess. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the funniest films that I've ever seen that just starts all over the top is, have you ever seen karaoke horror? No, I don't, I don't believe I ever horror. have. Well, it starts nope. with a group of uh, teenagers and a group of middle-aged women, and their connection is they love to do karaoke, but one of them kills one of the women and it keeps getting escalated to an absurd amount it's like you you stab mine i'm going to stab yours with a spear you stab mine with a spear i'm going to shoot you with a gun you shoot yours with a gun i'm going to get a freaking bazooka (laughs) and And it escalates from there it's called karaoke terror or the complete shower songbook. Huh. No, I have I yeah. You you you're described there are often times when you and I talk about films that we're not sure if one or the other has seen, but uh you're describing that to me right now. I can one hundred percent tell you I have never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like once not in a while we're you like, how far it goes, but the end know, of the once trailer in a while, is this. You got an A bomb? Yeah. Why? 
<laughs> you, you know, there are a lot of times over the last, you know, 10 years that you and I have talked about movies and dis- try to describe a movie to one another. And all of a sudden, one of us will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to swift on this one. I have not ever heard of yeah. this movie. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's not. But like I said, it builds to, you know, to absurd levels. You know, unlike most gore films, which like takes their, those torture porn is like, okay, we're going to put the biggest gore gag in the middle of the film. Right. You know, I like, okay, what are you going to do for your climax? Uh. <laughs> uh. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, you have an yeah. ending? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's a legit yeah. excuse for why Solo doesn't have an ending. Right. That, and that's, that's actually. Oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's actually a big problem for me as a writer. uh, No matter what I'm doing as a writer, uh, whether it's, I I mean, I can, I can pull together an article for our website or, you know, I can, I can write a review for a movie or something, but yeah. Yeah when it comes to actually writing uh, like a screenplay or, or, uh, you know, something, I I have a really hard time coming up with an ending. I can, I I can come up with a beginning right out the gate. You know, I've got a, I've got a line to start the whole screenplay, but when it comes back around at the end, I never know how to end anything. I don't know. Well, if you look at a lot of Tarantino screenplays, he doesn't have in. He changes the complete ending of it. Right. Like uh, Kill Bill was originally supposed to end with them dueling at the beach at dawn, but then he decided to do that quieter ending, which really worked better. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I. I don't know. Uh, eh, Kill Bill doesn't really work for me. And you know, again, as I am legally obligated to mention every episode, I am a huge Tarantino fan, but I don't know. Kill Bill felt like it built up to, to, again, uh, yeah, like, well, like I was just saying, I know it's hard to write an ending, but Kill Bill kind of felt like it just worked up to a... There, there was no ending. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the, you know, her killing Bill at the end. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. I, I should have said spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a, for for a, for a 20 year old movie. How, how old is, I mean, how the fuck yeah. old is Kill Bill now? I don't know. About, know. But anyway, about, yeah. Yeah, about 20 years old, because I remember seeing it back 2005, four or five. Yeah, right? Uh, I never know. Like, isn't it weird, like, 
you and I, you and I are both. Well, what'd you say? You just hit 50 on your birthday this year. Yeah. 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 And I'm just a couple of years behind you. Like, isn't it weird how, like, when you start looking at, you know, life, you're like, well, that must've been 30 years ago, but sometimes it was only 20 years ago, but then other times yeah. you're like, well, that was 15 <laughs> years ago, but no, it was a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Anyone who's listening, who's in their twenties, let me just tell you, it gets a lot harder to keep track of time when you get older. Okay, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in the Sinet guy that says, you only have finite space in your brain, and once you fill that up, you can't <laughs> unfill it. Oh, I, I, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many movies and TV shows that ruin it that way, that really make them one and done. It's like, oh, this is a great movie. And then you get to the last five minutes, you're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. It's like if you told 20 minutes of uh, great jokes, then at the last minute you're like, you know what? Fuck everybody in here. Go to hell, everybody. Die! And just walk off. <laughs> you know. Uh, I've actually... I've I've actually done that before. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you understand what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I did have a really bad set one night when when uh uh the audience only started paying attention to me about halfway through the set. Like at first I was like, All right, no one cares. I was just going through my set and then every I told one joke and everybody started paying attention. So I landed my set. Everybody was happy and, you know, everyone was laughing and clapping, but I did do exactly what you said. I was like, yeah, you didn't <laughs> care for the first 10 minutes. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Or, uh, the generic slasher ending of the 80s, which was they've killed the bad guy, everything's all right. It worked great in the first Friday the 13th, where it's like she's floating in the boat, and then all of a sudden, boom, jump scare. Yeah. Right? But the 50th time that you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Talk about one. Talk about one and done. Uh, while we're still here, uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Man, two film series. Uh, Halloween. Yeah, three film. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Halloween. Three that should have been one and done. Right? Like, did we need any more of that at all? No, there's a reason why our generation of the 50s hate franchises. It's just that we've seen it so many times. Be it, on video, be it either on the video store shelves or at the movie theaters, where they take one movie with a good idea and just keep on pouring it out with movie after movie after movie. 
And the problem with slasher and horror ones is the only character you know that's going to be coming back is the the villain. killer. <laughs> so yeah, the villain. Yeah. The kids in the movie come cordwood. That's how you view them. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the bad guys yeah. always got the best lines and the best moments of the movie. See, the the thing about that is, yeah, uh, yeah, like Jason and uh, Michael Myers always get the best kills, but Freddy's the only one who ever talks. He he's the and and I and I, and that's part of what I think makes the. Uh, you know, makes the the Nightmare on Elm Street movies more uh, dismissive and diminutive is his goofy wordplay kind of ruins the whole thing for me anyway. I mean, yeah, it just gets more and the more ridiculous. The horror hero. Yeah. The horror hero. You know, that one, the horror hero, they really started that in the 80s. When you started seeing the plushy dolls of Freddy, Michael, Jason, Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wrestling. That's how they tell you who the cool guy, who the guys you're supposed to think <laughs> is cool is. Because the cool guys are the ones with the merch. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you have a bunch of plush dolls of uh, wrestlers at your house. Is that what you're telling me, Steven? No, that... <laughs> I never bought that, but you know what I mean. It's like you go there. It's like, well, where did yeah. you see the Amy Steele T-shirt or any of the girls from the Friday the 13th, the Elm Street films like that? Where did you see their merchandise, their T-shirts? Um, I recently saw... Um, one of the stars from the original Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, I think I originally saw him in a Disney film about pirates or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Johnny I, Depp. I, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Friday the 13th, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Nightmare Bacon, on Elm Street, yeah. Johnny Depp. Halloween, uh, yeah. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. That was the smartest move that Jamie Lee Curtis did. And people are like, she thought she was too good for horror. Yes, she yeah, was. Right? That's why she got out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I, I love it because, uh, you know, we talk about this every year around Halloween, and Psycho is one of my favorite uh, horror movies of all time and I do really like I, I do really like the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis uh did she tried horror uh I think uh, obviously because her mom tried horror you know Janet yeah Janet, Janet Lee. Lee is yeah yeah she's the one who was famously murdered in the shower in Psycho so I think uh I I yeah I think Jamie Lee Curtis tried it out just to see if if, if the pants fit you know, well, she uh, tried it, and then she realized that the scripts that she was getting were never going to be as good as Halloween, 
and they kept getting crappier and crappier. Yeah, what what, what she did uh prom night, right? That was Yeah, that, prom she night did, and terror she, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then she kind of Terror wasn't that bad. But it was a one and done, right? You never had to yeah. watch it again. <laughs> well, you didn't have to watch uh, many millions and millions of sequels. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Remember, we uh, did that show on that on movies, uh, movies that should have been one and done. That's one of yeah. the early shows. You have to go back in the archive, folks. It wasn't that. It's like, okay, they did the sequel. It's the ending. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, all of our listeners should dig back through the archive. We were just talking about this earlier. Spotify, baby. We've been doing yeah, this for... Spotify, uh, oh, man. Anchor, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just bragging, it just amuses me. They're like, uh, I've seen people with new podcasts, they're like, I've tried for about three weeks now, and I can't get on Spotify. Me, when I'm finally <laughs> in, I'm like, okay, let's try this. 30 seconds later, welcome <laughs> to Spotify. You're on now. I am yeah, we have... Uh, and uh, we, we... Nate got a discount because we've been on so long. They're like, oh, this guy's a <laughs> good is... loyal customer of Blog Talk. Here, get a discount. Okay. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> that That is true. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Stephen and I have been doing not just this podcast, but we've been doing multiple podcasts for... Well, he's been doing uh, podcasts writing, uh, his comedy, DJing. I've been, uh, well, like a podcaster, a writer. Yeah, and we we do also uh, uh, might as well plug the, our our uh, website, uh, R-Massive, R-Massive. I always have to say that. R-Massive. You can read a lot of uh, a lot of our uh, articles that we've written, uh, uh, critiquing yeah. movies and whatnot. But you have to put the dash in there because if you just put R massive, it's only yeah. going to lead you and to websites with gigantic. And if this is your first time dicks. listening to us, <laughs> look up in the archives on Blog Talk because I don't think a lot of the episodes went up on uh, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Only yeah. the last. Yeah. Uh, hundred look up on blogtalk.com and look up Vicky Loves Sci-Fi for a lot of Vicky's yeah. early work yes Vicky was a was a gracious guest uh, on our show this evening she's although fam- she ain't I should, a guest I, she's family I, that's what I was going to say I, I was I was about to correct myself and say she's not a guest <laughs> she's 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 one of the family uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's always fun having her on the show. I love having her. Uh, a female perspective is always uh, is always fun. Yeah, we'd I, have. I like uh, that. We had have Nate's life, but she'd probably just say, "You two are dorks," and then hang up. Yeah. 
Yeah, every, every time every time I tell her she's going to be home in like four minutes, the show's about to end, and I, I I always tell her, hey baby, if you get home real quick, you can talk to me and Steven. and she's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I'm like, because you know you love us, you love us, and she's like, yeah. No, she uh, loves you. <laughs> me, she barely knows. She probably hates she me as much you. as you mention my name. She she listens to the podcast and she does appreciate our uh, our back and forth, but yeah, I don't think she has any interest in ever being on the show. <laughs> she she she's like, I'm I'm she she's like, I'm happy that you have a friend. <laughs> I'm happy that you have a friend. I'm I'm happy that you have a friend, but I don't really want to be involved in any of this nonsense. Yeah. But but yes, a this friend? is good for you. This, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 making a life for us over here, babe. I'm paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit. And again, thank you to all our fans too, because without you, we ain't nothing. Yeah, and we do we do have fun doing this every week, and I I really appreciate the fact that people listen to uh, Stephen and I and our other friends uh, just goofing around talking about movies and TV and music and action figures and whatever we choose to talk about week by week. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone listening. And, uh, you know, like I said, you can, you can check out some of our actual writing and some of our videos and stuff over on our, again, our dash massive.com. Don't just say our massive. Cause that's just going to get you a bunch of big dick photos. You got to put the dash in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I said before, we may not have big dicks, but we are big dicks. And there is a difference. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Da, 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 da. Good night, sweetheart. It's time to go. Da, 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 da. Good night, sweetheart. Sweetheart, good night. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. 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 Good night, swe